seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living on February 14th, Valentine's Day. So if you are listening live, we are live, and you can call us at 866-472-5788. Well, because it's Valentine's Day, we're going to talk about love uh, with a really great lady. My guest today is Rotalinda Albrecht. She founded... With her partner, she founded Concerned Singles in 1984. In those days, dating services were just gaining popularity and respectability. And Alan, her partner, perceived the need for a service designed specifically for the progressive, liberal, and alternative population. And since then, uh, it has really grown. And I want to welcome you, Rotalinda. Well, good morning to you, or good afternoon. Depends yes, on where you are. I guess. East Coast. Yeah. So, what your what concerned singles does is it is the community connects men and women who share progressive values, relate to each other's philosophical and political outlook, and are available for exciting, long-lasting relationships. That just about sums it up. And how is it very different from other sites? I think the main way in which we're different is that we do have this very specific focus that we target a very specific group of people who don't seem to be served that well by by other organizations because they don't have that focus. Mm-hmm. And as far as I'm concerned just from my own personal experience and also from feedback that I've gotten over the nearly 27 years I've been doing this, um, it's really really important one of the one of the key factors in a really successful and long lasting relationship is a proximity of world view even more so than uh, geographical proximity and perhaps we can talk about that a little bit later but having having a commonality of of experience in how we see the world and how we feel about the world it seems to be so much more important than other more uh, maybe superficial commonalities. You know, it's interesting. I was talking to someone that I'm very close to recently who's single, and she said to me, well, there's a a non-negotiable in meeting someone. She said, he has to have my political views and my belief about world policy 
That's very important to me. Well, that's exactly, that's, she just, that's the perfect point. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Yeah, um, yeah it's really amazing. And now, your, the site is different in that you don't have a lot of pictures and people can write longhand if they want to or they can email. I absolutely feel, I feel very strongly about the no pictures policy and in fact there is, that, that issue is addressed on our FAQ page, uh, the first the first consideration is privacy and confidentiality because anyone who wishes can look on our website and can browse all the listings. So I feel it's important not to be that recognizable to the world at large. I mean, it's nobody's business. So when when you do get in touch with someone through us, this happens. Um, uh, how, how can I put this? The first contact comes through us because, of course, again, in the interest of privacy, we do not publish any contact information. So that first message from one person to another comes to us and is then forwarded to the other person. Um, I think by email, Rotalinda, by email? By email, yes, and or also by mail. And I And I have a number of members who seem to prefer... The uh, the old-fashioned way of doing it, uh, it's a little slower, but it's perhaps just a little bit more personal, a little more individual. Uh, so we we still offer that for those people who like to do it that way. But um, so we have both ways available. What have you uh, heard from your members? Now you've been at this th- thirty years now, almost. Oh, yeah, uh, almost thirty yeah, years, yeah. and you stayed with it, and it is unique. And it's not for everybody. It's for people who are very concerned, as you said, mm-hmm. and progressive. What feedback are you getting, and what kind of results have you had? We've had some absolutely fantastic stories. I'm, I'm just looking at one here. I brought some information up on the screen so I could be a little bit more um, ready for you. And um, I have one couple here who met in 1990 by real mail. And they were living, he was living in Oregon and she was living in Washington. And they are, um, they've been together and they have created a whole new um, synergy together in, again, because of the similarity of, of their worldview. So they've accomplished things that they might not have accomplished um, separately. So this is one of the things that I've learned that, um, that there's, a, there's a fruit that comes out of having that similarity of worldview because now you're, it's the power of two. Now you're able to do things together mm-hmm. and to encourage one another in all your best so things it, that you do. It's really very purpose-driven. Um, and another unique thing is that when people um, go on your site, the, the, it reads like an ad, and you only allow so many words. So you are forcing people to be very succinct and very clear about what they want. Right. I call it the bouillon cube. <laughs> the profile is up to 60 words, and it is meant not to be an autobiography or a resume. It's just meant to to sort of tickle the taste buds of the person who's reading, so to give that flavor of who you really are. 
not so much the uh, the externals or the you know the superficial kind of descriptive thing, but who you are deep down in your heart. Mm-hmm. And I think that setting that limit, which actually arose out of the uh, the print uh, version, which we were limited to until we had our website, which we started in 1997. Um, but it it kind of makes you really analyze what's the key thing, what's the thing that you want another person to know, what's the thing about you, or what are the few very significant things that you want to put out there to be seen by the person that you are looking for. So it's not just that you want to be attracting hundreds of people. That's obviously not the point. The point is that you want to attract the person that you want. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. You're being very clear. Now, in this description, Rodalinda, do people, they state who they are. Do they also state what they're looking for in the other person? Yes, that's uh, a pretty generally a component of the profile because, in a way, if you stop to think about it, what you are looking for also tells us a lot about who you are. Yeah. Right? Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. You know, when I was reading your profile, uh, it, it was amazing to me to read about your own life and that you have had three very significant relationships that have ended in death. Mm-hmm. And that's an amazing thing. Three loves, it sounds like all three were loves of mm-hmm. your life, and they passed. That has to be difficult. Yes, of course, it was difficult, but somehow oh, there's a film in which someone is asked, what is the best way to honor someone who has died? And the answer is, you go on living. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same way. How do you? What is the best way to honor someone you have loved? And I say you go on loving. Question. Because you know, when when you said, when I said, or I assumed that these were three men that you really loved. Many people believe that you can just have one love in your life, and then many people write and talk about how you can love more than one person. What's your feeling about finding love more than once? I think it's the only thing to do. Um, I don't understand why there should be a distinction between the number of people you can love in the romantic sense and the number of people you can love in the rest of your life. Nobody says, oh, if your friend dies, you'll never have another friend. If your parent dies, you can't have another person who might be in a similar kind of relationship to you. We can love many, many people. I'm sure that most of us do. Why should we limit that, that very specific kind of love to just one person? Why should we condemn ourselves to a life alone when we have love to give and love to receive, why should we do that when when there are many lovable people out there? It doesn't. I, I know my mother felt that way very strongly that there was only one love for each of us, and I, unless I'm totally deluding myself, I think I've I certainly have proved to my own satisfaction that at least for me that is not an accurate perception. Mm-hmm. What about self-love? I've been doing several shows recently since this is the love month and Valentine's Day was coming up and it is now upon us 
about love, and what I'm hearing from experts is it's important to find love in your life, but the most important person you need to love first is you. That's absolutely true. That I, I couldn't agree more. First of all, I like to interpret the idea of charity begins at home as at home is right in your own heart. And the second point, of course, and I guess this is the point that most people are making when they're saying this, if you don't love yourself, how can you expect somebody else to love you? I mean, you just have you just you need to discover within yourself those things that are lovable about yourself and and love yourself that way and that way you will attract love from others. It it seems kind of what what tips do you have for folks? What tips do you have for people who really want to find their significant other or their soulmate? I think it's important to be honest and straightforward right from the outset. For example, I've heard people say, oh, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't want pe- to tell people my real age. I want to lie about my age because, you know, people have strange ideas about certain ages. And I say to them, no, that's wrong. Do not start out a relationship with lying. It's just going to color everything else. How will that person, when, when they find out your real age, how will they know what's the next thing you're going to lie about? So I think that's a really, really important fundamental thing to keep in mind in, in building a relationship. But I think you asked me about creating the relationship and not, right, uh, you, I, I sort of jumped the gun a little bit yeah. um, talking about later yeah, what, on. What would you say are tips? What are things that you would say to people, for example, if someone joined Concerned Singles, which I know is a nominal fee per year, it's under $100, and they write this 60-word description, what advice would you give them? How to write it, you mean? How to write it. I would say, or not, not just would say, I very often do say because I do offer advice if people want it, um, I do offer help with the profile. I like to recommend that they not talk only about what they are or what they do, but to emphasize who they are. Uh, for me personally, if I'm looking at a profile, I don't care so much about what color their hair is or what kind of car they drive. I want to know how do they feel about today? How do they feel about now? How do they feel about the world? How do they feel about animals? Hmm. What is their, you know, what is their spiritual inclination, if you will? And I also like to suggest that they stay away from generalizations. So if they say, well, I like to read and go to the movies. Well, I don't know, I don't think I know anybody who doesn't like to read and go to the movies. So in your 60 words, you would put things that are much more specific to yourself. Like, so, like I love romance novels or I love right, historical right. fiction. Or, or even name a specific author. And that doesn't imply that that's the only writer that you read. It just gives a very specific thing for someone looking at your profile to hang on to. Oh, my goodness, yes, I really love that author, too. You have a point of contact right there. 
but it's it's more specific. So uh, you know, walking in the in the sunset and walking on the beach and all those things that sound very sweet and romantic, they're not really saying anything about you as an individual. You want to present yourself as a very specific and unique individual, and of course we all are unique, but we want to say in the profile what it is that makes us unique, what it is that makes us who we are, right deep down you know, where we live. And right. I want to tell people that if they're listening today live on February 14th, my guest is Rotalinda Albrecht, and she is the founder of Concerned Singles, and you can give us a call at 866-472-5788 uh, if you're listening live, and this will also be archived on the website. What is the website for Concerned Singles, Rotalinda? Well, it's quite easy to remember. It's www.concernedsingles.com. Okay. Do you want to read something from um, someone who has written to you? Maybe a testimonial? Some more stories. Oh, I have so many. Yes, actually, let me just quickly find uh, one of my absolute favorites. It's rather long, so obviously I'm not going to read the whole thing. Yeah, I would summarize it. But it starts, I just wanted to start the, uh, if I can find it quickly. Now, of course, I can't. That's all right. Let me ask you this question. You write, age doesn't matter, geographical distance doesn't matter, heart is what matters. Mm-hmm. Mm, I don't know about that. That's a, those are sweeping generalizations. Which part are you questioning? Well, it's something that you had written. You said age doesn't right. matter. No, but I mean, is it the age or matter. the geographical distance or what that, that you're wondering about? Well, it's, the age can matter and geographical distance can matter. And heart, of course, does matter. Okay. All right. I will tell you, here's a story about a woman who joined Concerned Singles when she was 79. Ah, oh, met. She was living in Northern California. She met a man in Colorado. They spent 16 years together. I'm sorry, 16 years. 16 months together before he died. Hmm. And she says it's never too late. And she says um, she remains extremely grateful for the wonderful memories. So it's uh, there's a saying that grief is the price that we pay for loving. And when we actually have loved, then the price is not too high. The, the price of grief is not too high. Um, so it... it I have people now also who are in their 80s, and they are they are saying, you know, I am alive, I am a loving person, and I'm not going to stop loving just because, you know, I'm a little arthritic or, you know, the, the, the things that age does to us are, are catching up a little bit. That doesn't mean that I don't have that heart. And as far as geographical distance, <clears throat> excuse me, Something like 65% of the couples who, whom I have been able to track down, there are a lot that I have not been able to locate again, but 65% of those that I know of were not living in the same state when they met. And the reason why, I, the reason that I think it works is because the critical thing, again, is the 
proximity of of our worldview, not where we live. And it's... I don't quite know how to express this. Um, what you're saying is that the distance really doesn't doesn't matter because the the distance or the worldview is all encompassing. Mm-hmm. It's about the worldview. It doesn't matter where you are physically. Now, what about considerations though of children and family and aging parents and young children? I mean, that is a consideration. Yes, that is a consideration, and that is something that has to be. Uh, thought about at the very beginning when you're contemplating a really a long distance relationship, uh, that is something that has to be dealt with. But people, the people who have met over the many miles, have found ways of overcoming that. They've they've figured it out. What are the ages of the folks that often find people? Is this midlife, older? Younger, more the older group because I think I don't quite I don't quite know how to say that, but there's there's a way of being very much involved in the world. I'm not saying that younger people are not, but I think that I would say our our age range, the typical age range is 40s through 60s, um, and then of course others earlier and later. But that's sort of the the top of the curve. Here's this thing I was looking for. I would just love to um, to read this paragraph of, from two people who, again, the man was living in Colorado, the woman was in Virginia. How do two people 1,700 miles apart face seemingly insurmountable obstacles and manage to get together? Simple. Take a generous dose of coincidence and a great service called Concerned Singles, Throw in some dumb luck and persistence. Mm-hmm. Add the realization that when it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. Everything from that point on is just baby steps until you are together. Oh, isn't that beautiful? It's a wonderful, wonderful story, and it's um, it just encapsulates everything that we that we're about, you know. And by in the, the way, in the, in the relationships that you had with these three wonderful men. Yes. Did you learn different things from each of them, and what were they? Oh, that's an excellent question. Do I know an answer? Yes, of course I learned something from each of them. I learned a lot from each of them. I can't at the moment quickly pinpoint what it is, and the thing... The thing is that, of course, this was at very at different ages in my life. The first one started when I was 29. The second one started when I was in my mid-40s. And the third one started when I was um, just under 60. So you learn different things at different ages, yeah. I think. Did, they, did all of them have something in common? Yes. What did they have in common? They had in common a a wonderful way of looking at the world, and somewhat different in each case. Alan was was very, very uh, progressive, very radical. He taught me, I guess, how to be more involved with the outside world. I grew up in a sort of non-political, apolitical uh, family, so I learned a lot from him about that. That was fostered by uh, Jack, whom I met through Concerned Singles, by the way, hmm. um, and 
he was also very much involved with the world. He was he had been a civil rights lawyer and, and that kind of thing. And um, Michael was a cultural anthropologist, so I learned about the world from another. And anthropology had always been an interest of mine, not not very well thought out, but just it was something that I really. But they were all very globally conscious, all of them. Absolutely, absolutely. So you, when it comes to relationships, uh, what I hear from you is a lot of hope. (laughs) I think embarking on a relationship is kind of the ultimate, the ultimate symbol of hope because. It's, it's like planting a garden. I just finished writing a review about some movies about gardening, and it, it, it's like planting a garden. You have to believe, you have to have faith in the outcome, and to have that faith, your, your hope sort of carries you in that direction. So you're saying, okay, here I am, and here is this other person, and I see a possibility here, and I see pitfalls, I see possible problems, but you know what? There is something there that I think could be really important to me. We could be really important to each other. And I think that you focus on what those good things are, what those promising things are, what those hopeful things are. You focus on those. You keep your eye on those. You emphasize those in your mind. And it does make a difference because it you can't go into a thing with a critical attitude. Of course, you're going, you have to be realistic. You have to see the clay feet, if you will. You have to see what might be possible points of contention or differences that could, you know, that could grow. But you need to always focus on what the good things are. Mm-hmm. Jack and I had, we actually gave a name to our relationship, and it was the third partner in our relationship, we called it chrysalis, the unfolding. Oh, and if we had a disagreement about something that we wanted to do, for, for example, uh, we would say, okay, what's best for chrysalis? Oh, isn't that a great idea? So it became an entity. It became oh, an entity. And I really, I really think that there, is, there are three entities involved in a relationship. Mm, you did better the one and the both of you together. All right, we have to close. This was so inspirational, Rhoda Linda. What's your message for people about your site, which is a relationship site and a sense of dating site called Concerned Singles? People who are progressive and concerned, they can go to concernedsingles.com. And it's it's a little bit different. It's uh, a little unusual, and it's for... It's, it connects men and women who share progressive values, relate to each other's philosophical and political, political outlet, and are available for exciting, long-lasting relationships. So thank you for that. And, and what, what is, what's your closing message? What would you like to leave our listeners with? I would like to say do look on the site. Do see whether it's the right thing for you. And do I welcome feedback from people who either are actually interested or even if you say, well, no, I don't know whether this is for me, let me know. Let me know what you think. I would really like to hear from people how they respond to this. How many people are on the site? How many members do you have? There are approximately 500 members. Is that the usual number? It it fluctuates, you know, kind of depends on the economy. It depends on what's happening in the world. Um, it's, 
it's a, you know, it's a fluid kind of thing. It changes from day to day as new members come in and then, you know, memberships expire and so on. And it's uh, under $100 for one year, mm-hmm. and they can learn all about it on your site. Thank you so much for being on the program. I'm well, hopeful thank you so and much uplifting. for inviting me, Patricia. It's been a pleasure talking with you. Yeah, and happy Valentine's Day, Rodolinda. Same to you. Yeah, I say to people on Valentine's Day, if you don't have someone significant in your life and you love roses, go out and buy yourself some. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, That's very much. And people can log on again to ConcernedSingles.com. And let, let Rodolinda know that you heard it here, and, um, and she'll write you a special note. So uh, just say that you heard it right here on, uh, on Patricia Raskin, Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com. All right, Rotolinda, we'll stay on the line, and we want to thank you so much. Again, my guest has been Rotolinda Albrecht. She founded Concerned Singles in 1984, and it's a community that connects men and women who share progressive values, relate to each other's philosophical and political outlet, and are available for exciting and long-lasting relationships. And it, it's a, you can use email, you can use snail mail. It um, has a lot to offer, and it's unique. All right, folks, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and let me know what you're thinking, and I'll put you on my email list so you can get my monthly newsletter, which uh, I send out every month, and just write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. I have other radio shows uh, on radio networks, and I would love to share that with you. Until next time, again, I love you all. Have a wonderful and happy Valentine's Day. I'm Patricia Raskin. For Patricia Raskin, Positive Living, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Bye for now. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaVariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 